Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Art Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Zanetta, and thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is a creativity tarot reading for this lunar cycle. And before we get in, there are a few announcements and a few acknowledgements that I'd like to send out and amplify. The first of which is... Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who came to my artist talk uh, about psychic listening in Brooklyn. I so, so appreciate everyone who joined. I didn't realize how many people would be there and how energized and enthusiastic people would be about this topic that I, for the most part, haven't really talked to a lot of people about, but it was amazing So many of you shared your experiences, shared what resonated, felt affirmed by the stories that I shared, and I just am celebrating us in our listening, in our psychicness, in our sounding. Thank you all for the interest. You've really inspired me to kind of talk more, write more, create more around psychic listening. So... For everyone who wasn't able to make it that night, I know a lot of you messaged me and were like, hey, when are you doing this again? And I hope to do more events soon, but actually I'm going to be writing a lot because my teaching work is starting to wind down now. I'm going to be writing a lot this coming month and next month about psychic listening on my sound substack which is called Moonpool. And on Moonpool, I'm going to be sharing my field recordings and sound essences from my most recent camping trips. So I do a lot of solo camping and a lot of field recording in wilderness spaces. And I'm going to be sharing some of those recordings, those channeled transmissions from the forest, and more about psychic listening in Moonpool. So I hope to join you there. I hope that we could have more community shares around this topic. It's really, really amazing to meet so many sonic dreamers, so many curious listeners, (laughs) so many heartfelt folks who just love sound as much as I do. And yeah, I'll put the link down below for you so that you can join that. That's totally free. 
There is the subscription option if you want to support my work and support me writing more on this topic, but you are more than welcome to just join for free and be a part of the community. So I hope to listen with you there. The other announcement I have is that on June 17th, I'm going to be hosting an in-person workshop. This is called Listening to the Land, Field Recording for Ecological Care. For those of you who aren't familiar with field recording, it's the art of recording outdoors. Often you're recording wilderness spaces or nature sounds. Often you're recording birds or insects, rivers, creeks, mountains, etc. wind. And I'm going to be sharing my process of how I collaborate with land, collaborate with non-human kin to create these recordings together. I say together because my whole process is about reciprocity. It's always about whether or not a place wants to share its medicine with you, wants to share its sounds with you. How does it want to collaborate with you? How can you weave that into your art? And I'm excited to share this because I don't think that there's a lot of information about field recording in this way available. I know a lot of people who have contacted me over the years have asked me to share how I do that process, what rituals I do, what offerings I make, how do I know when to record and when not to record, what are the signs and the signals from the land and from non-human kin that indicate let's collaborate or this is a (laughs) no-go. And I'm really ready to share that with you. It took me a very long time to learn this stuff. I've been field recording for 15 years, seriously, and Over that time, I have explored not just recording the ecosystems, but also the layers of spirit ecology, the spirits of a place. My own spirit guides, my own ancestors, working with that combination of spirit ecology and the physical on the ground ecology that we're dealing with. And also what role I have within the ecosystem as an artist. So I hope you'll join me for that. That's in Cold Spring, New York, which is an awesome place to listen. It's one of the most beautiful, accessible places to visit from the city. It's a short train ride outside of the city and it's gorgeous. You're right on the river that flows both ways there's amazing hiking. We are going to go in a small group of 12 people and meet up at Supplies for Creative Living, which is an awesome art supply store in Cold Spring. I'm going to be teaching you some listening exercises. I'm going to be teaching you about sound, about recording, about how to use your devices optimally. And I'm also going to be sharing the rituals and offerings and process that I go about when I approach even thinking about listening or recording somewhere. And this is going to be kind of a experiential workshop. So we're going to be recording together and exploring how to record together. 
And then we're going to come back to the place and listen back, review, talk about editing, talk about how we work with these recordings, what we can do with them, and future relationship building around sound and land. That is going to happen June 17th, 1 to 5 p.m., Cold Spring, New York. I will leave the link below. But I'm really, really excited for those of you who signed up. There are only a few spots left. So please, please, please join me for that. And I can't wait to listen with you all there. And without further ado, let's get into today's creativity tarot reading. So our reading starts on the new moon in Taurus, May 19th, which was just a few days ago goes through the full moon in Sagittarius on June 3rd and ends June 17th, right before the new moon in Gemini. So we have just shifted from Taurus season into Gemini season. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) It's interesting. I already feel like it's a little bit like, whoa. (laughs) Taurus season is so nice and slow and luxurious in that everyone is saying, let's slow down, let's like unfold, let's, you know, yada, yada. And then Gemini season kind of hits and it's like, almost feels like a clock is ticking a little bit. (laughs) So I don't know how that lands for you, but it's worth feeling those shifts. It's worth noticing the shifts that occur in yourself and what's going on. Usually what I do for these readings is I pull a few cards and I talk about some of the themes and some of the questions, some of the prompts that we're invited into around our artwork, around our creative path. For this lunar cycle, I want to talk to you about creative vision. I want to talk to you about your dreams, those projects that have felt just beyond your reach, but are really, really exciting and maybe almost like a broken record in your psyche. They're things that have just been like really, really in your system. And you're like, I need to make this, or I really want to make this. And you kind of keep coming back to it unconsciously, even where you'll find yourself drifting and, you know, searching online and being like, Oh, what would it do to go to this master's program? Or what would it do to, you know, make this podcast? Or what would it do to, you know, work on this project. Like you get these repeating almost ideas that want to get your attention, right? These ideas that for whatever reason, they matter to you. They're of value. They're of worth to you. And we're being invited this lunar cycle to really give dedicated time and energy to those things that keep knocking on our door. I got this really strong sense that the kind of project that this is, that's knocking at your door, is more public. It's more outside your inner circle. It needs to see the light of day, basically. It has to go from being on the paper into being maybe in the physical space or in the world. And that hurdle, what's keeping us from taking something from the page 
into, say, sharing the air with us and being a living, breathing entity of work, a living, breathing project, there's a few things that this reading is like really highlighting that need to maybe change or to be looked at. So the card that came through as what we're being invited into is the three of wands in reverse. And I just want to ask you, dear listener, what is a project that's really been knocking at your door? What's something you've really been desiring? What's something that like you can't get out of your mind? You can't get out of your your psyche. You can't get out of your body or whatever. Like what's been in you that's kind of like, I think I need to do this. I want to know what that is. I want to know what that is right now. I want you to say it out loud right now if you can. Maybe you're in the car listening. Maybe you're, you know, in the bathroom. Maybe you're walking your dog. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I want you to say this out loud if you can right now. I associate both Gemini and Taurus with the voice, actually. Gemini in the way that we talk about the element of air, we talk about kind of communicating, we talk about the way our thoughts can be transmitted and the transmissions that we are beaming and the transmissions we are receiving. I think about also Taurus rules the voice. A lot of people talk about that. You know, that's like a source of power and a source of agency for us. Let's begin there. What is that one project or that maybe there are a couple, but let's start with one thing that is just rapping at your door, waiting to come out into the world. Now, Art is not always that simple. Sometimes it's more like I need to dedicate time to exploring a particular idea. That could also be a project. You know what I mean? Like what's that thing that you have felt has been ringing, you know, your phone's off the hook and it's waiting for you to answer it. That's what this three of wands is right now. And in reverse, it's saying that maybe this has been a lingering thing for a while, a lurker of sorts. It's been here for a while. And for many reasons, who knows why it hasn't been answered. That phone call hasn't been answered. It's time to answer it, right? (laughs) It's time to answer it. It's time to get outside of your comfort zone and answer that call on some level. It doesn't need to be fully figured out or finished because this three is, you know, kind of an, it's its own initiation, its own initial toe dip into the waters of the world. It's not like you are at the 10. It's not like you're at the nine. It's not like you're even at the eight. You're at the three. (laughs) So tell me, what is it right now that is a idea that's been in your brain rattling around and just hasn't got the time or attention that it's needed? So 
now that we've kind of addressed that, right, then we can get into what are some of the things that we need to be aware of around this. How can we answer that call? Literal call. (laughs) How can we take something from being a dream into a reality? There are a couple cards that came up. The first one was the six of swords in reverse. So this six of swords is giving me an imbalance Something hasn't been balanced to allow you to start this project. Something has been like taking up maybe more space or more real estate in your mind and your energy than is necessary and helpful. And it's clearly becoming a block to starting this other thing or bringing this dream into reality. What could that kind of stuff be? I feel like I should introduce the next card, which is the three of swords in reverse. So we have the six of swords and the three of swords in reverse. There's a lot of maybe noise or a lot of echoing going on in the old noggin (laughs) like maybe too much in your sphere that has been taking up your attention and that kind of imbalance is energy it's feeling like you have the bandwidth feeling like you have the confidence, it can be eroding after a while. Like there's good amounts of information. There's helpful amounts of information. There's helpful communications and connections and all sorts of stuff. I mean, we are in Gemini season, right? So it's like, oh yes, conversations, abundance, (laughs) ideas everywhere. But Is there such a thing as too much? Is there? I personally think so. I think that there can be. And it depends on where you're at in your creative cycle. Sometimes we're in a fact-finding place. We're in a research place. We're in a place where we are just getting new ideas and getting inspired. I actually don't feel like that's what's here right now. You already maybe have an idea, you already have a project or a dream or a thing that you want to do, but your attention is a little distracted or you're getting a lot of other stuff that's kind of glomming up your focus or glomming up your ability to dedicate time and energy to this thing that wants to come through you. It's almost like How can you even hear this phone call if there's a bunch of noise around? And if you're answering every other call, so like, you know, your mom's calling you for this, your sister's like this, you know, your boss wants this, like there's so many things, right, that can vie for our attention. 
But at the end of the day, we are the ones who are going to have to kind of reconcile how we spent our time and energy in our lives. When you lay on your deathbed, are you going to be like, I got the thing done that I wanted to get done in this life? Or are you going to be like, I was really busy doing everything but what I wanted to do? I know that sounds super harsh, but it's the clearest way to kind of like cut the noise. It's the clearest way to cut the noise because everything can be a priority. Everything can have the same weight and demand the same amount of attention from us, but we don't have infinite amounts of attention. We don't have infinite amounts of energy. We get this one life and some days we only get a small portion of time and we have to say, I devote Here is my offering spirit to, you know, Hakate or whoever you're connected to, to Freya or whoever. And you're like, here's my offering to the creative force that, you know, lives and breathes through me. Today, I'm working on this portion of this project. And you can think of your practice of focus as devotional. You can think of it as an offering that the time that you spent working on that project that you know you want to bring into the world, that is a sort of offering to the goddess. You know, does it always have to be like business? Maybe it's better to take it to that spiritual place for you. Or maybe this is for, you know, my child self doing this project or doing this thing is like healing even to reframe it and think, oh, I'm doing this and this is healing these people pleasing wounds or something. Ideas that I had to always be available in order to be loved or always be this person who's like connected to everyone and everything all the time. And you know, maybe I don't, maybe I don't need to know everything. Maybe I don't need to be an expert in everything. I don't need to have listened to every podcast, every book, every, everything. Maybe I can relax and focus on myself and whatever wants to come through me. And that's enough. Obviously, you're going to have to kind of sit with yourself and see where this six of swords, especially this kind of like, imbalance is happening in your life. I like to take almost an energetic audit to see where I feel my energy is being siphoned. I also really love to call my energy back daily, if not multiple times a day. (laughs) And I'm not always good about remembering it. It can be really, really hard for me to remember to call my energy back. But if you're not familiar with this practice or this is just something that you want a little refresher on, I have a meditation that I created that's called Call Your Power Back. And you can download it off my website that goes into just one of many ways that you can call your energy back to yourself and start to reclaim your attention 
your focus, your energy, things like that. I think that you're going to find as you make strides on this particular project, that you're going to build some confidence. You're going to build some trust in yourself. A lot of times the insecurity that we might feel about moving forward on something is remedied by just making a move forward. And as we see ourselves doing this and working on these things that we care about, we naturally build confidence. I think that there's a fantasy for many of us that confidence is something that you just either have or don't have. But confidence, which is like really sustainable confidence, is something that happens through experience. So if nothing else, you're doing this work and prioritizing your creative vision and the energy that you want to put towards it. And it's building your confidence and trust in yourself as a magical art witch, as a magical creative being who has the agency and power to actually bring something into existence. This is a vital part of magic that I think gets overlooked sometimes. Yes, we can do the spell, but part of that spell is experience. Are you the kind of person who's going to show up and do what you say you're going to do? I think with this three of swords in reverse, we have kind of the ace of swords fundamentally in there, kind of asking us to be really, really clear with our word and our intention and our truth. And then it's asking us to take that and journey forward and move forward. These reversals are all kind of indicating that there's some kind of blockage. There's some kind of disruption that's happening for many of us right now who are listening to this episode. And we have to kind of say, I am more than the block. I am more than the disruption. I am a witch. I get to choose how I use my energy, my focus, my time, my resources, my intention, my magic, how I want to live is a choice. And it's a choice to bring this idea from being an idea into a reality. It's a choice. We may not have every single resource We may not have all the support. Sometimes it may feel like there's a lot against us, but remember you are the one who is going to like lay there on your deathbed and you're going to be the one who's going to have to sit there with the truth of whether or not you spent the time on the things that you cared about. There's a really great Mary Oliver quote that goes along the lines of something like the most miserable or unhappy people were the ones who had a creative stirring or calling, but gave it neither the time nor the power to be realized. I think I botched that up a little bit, but it's pretty close. The point is that at the end, we'll know whether or not we did what we wanted to do when we were here or lived how we wanted to live. 
we have this really interesting invitation in this lifetime, an invitation to make the choices that are most true to us. And if there is something that has wanted to come through you, that you just feel like you would be a ghost haunting this world if you never got it done, this is a great cycle to put some real true time and energy towards that. I have lived a lot of creative lives. I have made other people's art. I have not made my art. I have become an artist and made my own visions. I have been through that purgatory period where you don't trust yourself, but you're trying something and you don't know. It's really, really hard in that in-between period if you don't have a ton of experience putting a lot of things out there. It can be really hard to know if you should be putting time and energy into something when you don't have a lot of experiences having done it before. Like, is this a dream that's worth investing in? Is this a thing worth putting the time and energy into? I would say that you and whatever you desire is worth putting time and attention into. It's so important. It's so, so, so important. And I love that we're doing this in Gemini season. I love that also the full moon in Sag is like peeking around the corner. Because these little things in our day-to-day do affect the things in the longer run. I think Gemini speaks to the daily routines and just kind of general little daily rituals. Where in your life have you been noticing some energetic imbalance? Where have you been giving more than you've been receiving? What have you been intaking versus what have you been sharing? Sometimes this isn't like either or, but for the sake of clarity for now, let's try that. Think about it for a second. In your daily time, where do you notice your attention kind of stealthily being siphoned off? Are you scrolling a lot? I know I'm very guilty of that. (laughs) Are you like looking up every non sequitur, irreverent thought that comes into your mind on the internet? (laughs) Are you kind of inhaling information? Are you at an information buffet and kind of like not really getting a chance to sit with one thing at a time, but instead are taking in a lot of things at once? I actually love buffets, so don't get me wrong. (laughs) But where this can be tricky is that your being is filled with a lot more than what you're working on. It's filled with a lot more that takes your attention. And then there's nothing at the end of the day for your creations, your emanations, your sounding. If you're just listening, listening, receiving, 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 intaking, 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 it's kind of hard sometimes to output just to be real. 
It's really hard. You know, how many YouTubes have you been, how many YouTubes, how many YouTube videos have you been watching, you know, on average per day? If you're an author, are you reading tons and tons and tons of stuff by other people constantly? Is that conducive to you working on your own writing project? I am not saying it's not. I'm saying it's worth reflecting and double checking and auditing this for yourself. Because this may be that pocket of reserves, that pocket of energy that hasn't been tapped yet, that's going to help you bring this thing into reality. There are these hidden pockets of energy, these hidden reserves where we can say, oh, wait a second, I'm kind of spending this in unconscious and unintentional ways. And maybe that's not where I want it to go. Maybe that's not where I want it to go. I'm particularly talking about the mental space, ideas, thoughts, media, images, sounds, stuff like that. Because I'm talking about the suit of swords. I want to like get into the element of air. That's kind of really, really stealthy. And one of the ways that things are often very much cluttering our field and taking up a lot of our bandwidth is just like the amount of media that we are in content that we are ingesting. I think with the three of swords in reverse, this is making it hard for you to kind of take some action and put your own stuff out there and be a voice to be your unique voice out there. I think it's making it difficult to hear yourself, to follow your own intuition, and maybe even to feel confident in being someone who creates and puts and shares things out into the public, into the world. So experiment this cycle with that balance of taking things in versus putting things out, taking things in versus putting things out. The equitable formula for you may look really different for the person next to you, may look really different from me. That's not what's important. You'll know you'll find the right balance when you feel you are putting your best energy towards the thing that matters most to you. So let me kind of clarify here. You're putting your most prime energy towards the most prime thing that matters. That's how you know you're like back in balance, right? For me, my best energy is usually at the beginning of the day. So I would then go and say, I'm going to put the best part of my day, my strongest energy towards the project that I really want to get to. I'm not going to wait till later in the day. I'm not going to wait till I've had a bunch of meetings or a bunch of calls or after I had to teach. No, (laughs) not after my tarot readings. I'm not giving it to other people first. I'm not going to listen to a podcast. I'm not going to watch a video. I'm not going to read the news yet. Maybe it's like 
you have to give the best part of your day to the thing that matters most to you at this time. Don't worry. You can have shifting goals and shifting dreams and shifting priorities whenever. But for this lunar cycle, what would it look like for you to give the best of you to the thing that matters the most to you? I think that it signals to the self confidence. It signals to the self trust. It's an affirmation and a reinforcement that you are worth the time and the energy to prioritize. That your creative dreams are indeed important, are indeed worthy, and are indeed more, if not the most important thing on your table right now. You may have to cut some things off of your plate. You may have to tell a few people you can't answer their calls before noon. You may have to say, this is the boundary for me. We're always talking about boundaries on this podcast. I feel like half of being a witch is just talking about boundaries. (laughs) And then being an artist, you're like trying to hold space for a vision that doesn't exist. So that's boundary work also, creating walls by which your creative visions can even hang off of. So let us be expert boundary creators this cycle. Let us use that language of boundaries to show what we care about, to prioritize ourselves and our visions. It's not selfish. It's important. It's not a waste of time. It's worthy of all of your time and energy if you can give it. (laughs) Most of us can't. And that's just like the reality of being an artist. It's hard to like totally devote yourself to something. I don't always think I need to either to effectively create what it is that I want to create. But there is a period often when you're making something where you have to be a little devotional. You have to be a little high priestess almost where it's like, this is sacred. This is important. This is where I choose to honor the sacred or the divine or the spirit. This is my art. And that is powerful. I find that when I'm most in that space, a lot of people feel the energetics of that and are resonating at a similar frequency a lot of people will be like oh wow I really appreciate that or what you said or how you're doing this or a lot of people feel the permission slip to do the same for themselves when we're doing this with our own work so if you're feeling any kind of hang-ups around it that's just something to keep in mind that it is actually really helpful and healing and often beneficial for other people around you to experience what it's like for someone to really focus on their creative dreams, to put the time, to put the energy in, to say this is so important. You know, I want to also bring in that regardless of capital, regardless of like what money it earns, that is neither here nor there. Yes, we have to deal with realities around our resources, but also if you have the ability to, please, please prioritize these things that don't make money. Prioritize these things that are knocking at your door that are like, hey, this is like 
been in a dream of mine for a while or an idea that's really, really worth investigating, do it. Please do it. Those things are the things that don't exist yet usually, or the things that like other people are dreaming of too and waiting for too. Like, what if we're all just waiting for you to make the thing that you're making and then we all breathe a sigh of relief being like, finally, (laughs) finally, I'll tell you the topic of my artist talk was psychic listening. And a lot of people talked to me about this and were like, wait a second. I've never heard anyone talk about this before in this way and share all these ideas about sound and psychic connection. This is crazy. Well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to share this thing. Great. Let it come through me. Focus on it. I think like that's the kind of thing like it's a resource for others too that we can't underestimate we can't underestimate the power of what we need to share when we need to share it a lot of times I like to play this exercise do this psychic exercise in the park where I will feel into a question or feel into something that's on my heart and I'll walk silently through the park and just notice what I hear while this question is inside me. And like clockwork, people will say things that are uncannily perfectly timed and perfectly poignant and relevant to what I am needing help with at that time. My friend Emerald calls it like, you know, the world is Oracle. I like that. I like to call it overheard in New York. (laughs) But basically, you're practicing this form of, you know, receiving information and receiving kind of like support and energy from the collective. And it's people just saying things in their own authentic time and way. And that's what makes up these psychic messages that come through. Well, imagine your art in this topography. Each one of us is creating all sorts of things that someone else needs at the time that they need it. If any one of us stops being ourselves and stops sharing authentically when we want to or how we want to. The collective suffers. Everyone suffers from that. I've said it many, many times here, but we really do matter. Our art really does matter. What you make matters to other people. Really, really, when you're devoting time to a creative vision, your three of wands vision. It's more than just you that's being benefited. It's everyone. So lean into that feeling that being a little selfish, taking up more space, trying out things that maybe feel risky, but actually, you know, you may get some likes, you may get some no likes, you may get some unsubscribes, But like this overall process and this overall thing that you're doing 
is a part of the larger tapestry of our world and how we support each other. Lean into that, this cycle. So just to recap, we have the three of wands, we have the six of swords, and we have the three of swords. All of this is in reverse. The reversal feels like an emphasis on reflection and also an emphasis on that this thing is kind of blocked right now. And don't lose heart, you know, don't lose heart over it, but it is kind of blocked. So good to to take this time now while we're still kind of in the middle of the year. We have time. We have time to work on this. Let us recalibrate, reorient, realign, re, 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 <laughs> you know, so that stuff starts to, to get, get the right energy and get back on track. If you had set an intention at the beginning of the new year for a particular project or a particular thing you want to do, this is a great time to re-engage with those intentions. Or if it's something that you feel like doesn't matter anymore, let it go. Let it go because maybe it's draining you. Maybe it's a part of the energetic drain that's not allowing you to really move forward. I think that the Rider Waite Smith depictions of these cards is kind of interesting because we have like that three of wands, the person who is looking out and they have like this vision and this journey and they've got the wands and things like that. And then you have the six of swords and you might see like these figures on a boat that are trying to make a fresh start. We can kind of start again here. We can start again in this cycle. You almost think of it like if the element of air is where we often begin and you know, the direction of East, we're starting to call the elements in once again, we're starting again. What can we kind of re-engage on? So I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you use the sonic space to voice what it is that you want to do. It could be great to journal, to speak, to talk about what it is that you want to do. Use some of that elemental magic of air, you know, whisper it to a flame if you need to, sing it to the birds if you need to, but find a way to get it out of your body, get it out of your system. You know, if you, you might have been holding this for so long that it's feels like a lot because it is a lot inside you. But once you maybe say it out loud, what this thing is that you want to do and you get it out of you, it can become something workable and tangible and like, okay, here's some steps. Here's some things. Here's some ideas. Here's like this thing that I'm going to do, you know, like things that just exist inside of us can be extremely overwhelming it can feel like the whole scope of our world. And it's very important sometimes to just take an idea out of your being 
and put it somewhere else. Put it somewhere where it will be safe, that you can continue working on it, that you can maybe even archive it if you need to, but just somewhere where it's like has its records, it's being kept, it's safe, and it can be accessed if need be. That is the basic message for this cycle. Wow, it's going to be a really good one. I think I'm going to see a lot of people creating a lot of different things. I know I have a lot of things on the table I haven't told you about yet. I can't tell you about yet, but I'm very excited for the next couple months of what's going to come through. If you have been interested in getting a reading with me, I am going to open up readings this week. So please use the link down below to check out Creativity Tarot Readings for yourself if you want a reading around your own artwork. I'm really, really excited to open those back up. And I hope you all have a beautiful lunar cycle. Celebrate yourselves. Celebrate your dreams. Ask for support if you need it from your guides, from your ancestors, from whoever you connect with and work with to help you bring what you want into reality. Okay, loves, that's it for the reading today. Just a reminder, June 17th, we have the in-person field recording workshop called Listening to the Land. That's happening in Gold Spring, New York. I will leave a link down below for those of you who are interested in going into the field with me and listening. I will also leave a link to Moonpool, my sound stack where I share about psychic listening and all my sound work. And lastly, but certainly not least, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if this episode has supported you or you feel really, really resonant and want to amplify this work and share it with others, please do so. Please share an episode. Please leave a review. I love reviews. I love reading them. They're so powerful and they really help other people learn about what even an art witch is. (laughs) So thank you so much for taking the time to leave reviews. It means a lot. Take care of yourselves and have a blessed lunar cycle. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.